Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do that this time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Nitmares Podcast. <laughs> I'm your, yeah, the Nitmares Podcast, that's what I'm calling it now. I'm your host, Zachary Smith, and I'm joined by the two dorks, Brandon and uh, Mark. Say hello, Brandon. Hello. Say hello, Mark. Wait, no, no, do your proper hello. <laughs> no. God damn it. <laughs> One day we will get it recorded. Indeed. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, Marcus is here. How you doing? How? <laughs> that's creepy. Okay. Vinny, Hannah, how are you guys? Waiting for it to transfer. Oh, there we go. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> okay, it transferred. All right, we're doing good. All right. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, transfer back to my beautiful bearded face. <coughs> Fuck you. You're just jealous of my beard. Mark, what are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are finally getting an opportunity to talk about episode four um, of Living Nightmares. Um, uh, it was an incredible... I thought we were talking about A New Hope. Oh, fuck you, Zach. <laughs> the, um, uh, well, back in its original release, it was just Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yes. <laughs> the, um, uh, we finally get a chance to talk about episode four. Um, to say that this was a long road to get to this episode would be a massive fucking understatement. I cannot tell you how many... Oh, God. We wanted to do this before... Living nightmares was even a thing. Yes, yes, we did, and you know what? And and I can't. There's just so much. I the one thing just to start as a preference. There were dozens of times that one, that like three of us would be like, all right, we got to pull the plug. There's something wrong. And one asshole in the group, we all took turns being that asshole, was like, it's like, no, we can't do that. We got to keep it going. Every like uh, dead drop date that we had, we went right through. The, uh, you know, and we and and at every point we're like, well, should we pull a plug? It's this date. No, should we pull a plug? No. The we we were, it was insane up until it, up until the end of the production. Like I can't even think of a moment of rest. No, no. So for me, I like to say the most stressful production I've ever been on was the second part of my senior film. The most stressful pre-production, though, hands down, this one. Okay. See, um, yeah. Because when the I get, actual what, filming of this was actually overall one of the smoothest shoots smooth. we've ever yeah. had, in my opinion. Barring a couple small challenges that came up. Yeah. The um, I'm gonna. Well, I guess I suppose I can chalk into pre-production. Um, you know, some of the aspects that happened driving to the set. Um, uh, you know, and then th- that led to that. But you know, the funny thing is, it, it, this again, this did just start from so long ago, and it's. Crazy to think about how it's finally done. Because I mean, we talked about that that original Mr. Nightmare story. You know, God knows how long ago it was. It's it's ridiculous to think about how things. So you know, Zex, you know, start us from the beginning, man. Um, uh, with when we finally decided that we're gonna go ahead and, and and do this. Fuck. So this was what? Uh, shit. September or late July when we finally were just like, all right, this is the one we're going to attempt to finally do. Finally, because I mean, uh. There was one. Yeah, no, it was a little before that. It wasn't September. Like I remember, there was another episode we wanted to do. Yeah, it we're was, not going to say what it is because we still might do it. We, um, we are going to do it. It's just, it was just honestly, it was just a matter of cost. Yeah. That is the reason we decided not to go with that one. Well, also because cost and all the shutdowns that happened with the pandemic because we were gonna because we were talking about doing that one before the shutdowns happened yes and then everything shut down for three months and then it was probably around 
It was sometime in the summer when we decided to do this one because it was July 5th, the day after our July 4th get together when we went with Dennis. That's a good point. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. July yeah, yeah. 5th, we did a we did a scouting with Dennis, so it would have had to have been maybe. So we probably decided late sometime June. In late June. Late June. Yeah, yeah I know. This is going to be the next one because I know we were recording the the Simpsons stuff um, at that time. Yeah. The, um, we were starting to get into that, so it was kind of running parallel at the same time. And we were trying to get everything prepped for October because we still had no idea what the fuck was going to happen in October considering everything that was happening. So it's just like, all right, let's get what we can and just do what we got to do. So, but yeah, I remember we did some location scouting. None of those locations worked, sadly, for what we needed. Well, there was one that did work. It was just... um, We couldn't get the permits. We couldn't get the permits for it. Yeah. So there's a very, very specific thing with with that one, um, with the permits. So... There's a really weird thing with Illinois in particular. Here's a good educational portion for all filmmakers. There's going to be a lot of great educational things uh, for everybody watching on what to do and what not to do. And then also just some realities of stresses that exist. The um, Because I got a fucking ulcer from this production. The, um, I, the, um, there's, I, and I'll, t- I'll tell you that, I'll tell this story a little bit later down the road, but I got to a point where my dad, who, who has known me my entire life? So well, I should hope so. Well, duh, but you know, I was but, gonna say, wait, he but, didn't know you when you were a baby. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but it, he's, it, I got so frustrated. Is an understatement. The um, so angry. He said, "I've never, ever seen you like that, ever." The um, uh, so it got to that uh, level of stress. So the starting of the stress was funny thing. When you want to do a production in the woods, in the state of Illinois, guess what? If it's not a private property, if it's owned by the public, it is run by the Illinois um, Forest and Recreation Department. All of the forests, all the forests are run by that one department. And they have their own subsets. It costs anywhere between $20 an hour to like $200 a day to $1,000 a day depending on what forest you're in, to get those permits. This particular setting that we wanted to do with Dennis, I called up the guy. The guy was very, very nice, very helpful. Um, he was the village of whatever village it was out there. And he told me, he's like, actually, that property isn't run by the county. It's run by a separate subsection organization the of, of, the, um, of the Illinois Forest and Recreations Department that owns this particular piece of land. Now they and they have a hearing at least once a month about where you can bring business up to them. You can submit your application, but you won't know for another month or a month and a half of whether or not it's even approved. And the guy was very nice. He said, he said chances are high that it's probably not going to get approved. They will probably deny you um, for whatever reason. He said, you know, it was very very nice about it. So we were back to square one, and none of the locations were were mapping out. To, to be that. So I knew in, in my mind, I'm like, we got to do this on private property. There was a literally no way we can do this on fucking public land. We're not in the budget to do it. We're not in the logistical standpoint to do it because they wanted a six month or a year ahead plan. They do that. I know this sounds ridiculous, but it's the truth. Like they wanted this much of a planning in, in, in advance. And we're like, we want to get this done like before it gets cold outside. We don't want to do this in the middle of winter. Oh, I wouldn't they, be able to. There's and, no way. Like, yeah, and, and, oh, that's, when it comes that's to the right. cold. That's, but that's right. And, um, uh, and I'll let Brandon explain that too because he had other things. But let yeah. me finish the story. So I knew that it had to be done on, on 
private land. So I started, you know, just calling people and going through my business networks. And we finally um, got it. You know, we got the location. Um, and I'll, I'll leave that story for a little bit later. But just the, that was the start of all the logistical problems that went in this production. And that was just nailing down the location. The, um, that was and one of the hugest keys. We did film like roughly mid-October. And like even looking just like in all the areas that we're looking at, I was looking at average temperature <clears throat> for the past five years in all the areas we were considering. And on average, we actually did film the last weekend we could have before it would have been too cold for minimum temperature requirements for our equipment. They, um, so, I mean, and, and I know originally we were talking about private property of going up to Jill's cabin. Um, uh, you know, Jill, amazing friend. You know, we named a lens after her. Um, she was uh, the focus puller for the Steadicam shot in episode four. And she's also uh, done, you know, camera op and camera assistant for many different episodes. She's terrific. Um, uh, you know, she learned how to waltz um, uh, for episode three. The, um, Great job. Just, yeah. just fantastic. You know, we I think we all adore her. Watching her scarf down a gluten-free pizza was 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 one of the fucking highlights of episode three. <laughs> she's she's great. Just uh, you know, nothing quite like a person interrupting a take on Zach Senior to tell me she was a fan of a movie. I was in. the um, uh, he had to get that in for his ego. Of course, yeah, naturally. The um, uh, no, it's actually all about Jill. The um, uh, but. Um, we were thinking about going up to her cabin, but then the temperature thing, got, you know, got in the That was, area was probably the worst temperature-wise. Yeah. Well, saying. there's that, and it's also, that's a five-hour trip. So I'd also have to worry about somehow lodging, you know, cast and crew up there, which is just like, that's also like, that's going to cost a lot, then i got to bring food, and then i got to do all this other stuff. So it's like, Jesus Christ, I don't want to do that. Well, dude, and that's the funny thing is that cost came into perspective because... There were a few people in the industry that we were working with originally that that said there's no way that you can do this without without yeah. other people being involved, other funding being involved, and you know, and and our. Well, net. that was before we even filmed episode one of Living Nightmares. Yeah, and it's like I do remember it's like, um, there's people in the industry that told us that we would never be able to film this the way we wanted to film it without their help. And Especially was, the one take part that I like. I, I was firm on the one take thing from the very beginning. Originally, I wanted to do the whole thing in one take. That sadly wasn't possible, at least in our well, current state. It wasn't state. a possibility thing. It was when we actually talked about the needs of the story, you realized it wasn't right for the entire thing to be one take until he exits the car. But, but, you, but, you, but you know what, though? I will be honest, man. You fought us on that because we... I wanted it too. I really did. I wanted to be. I wanted to do the fucking shot from Goodfellas. The um, uh, you know, I really wanted it to be. But I also knew, you know, I, Brandon and I think very prag- pragmatically in that regard. We knew what it would cost and what the logistics of that and and, and all that stuff. And and I was even against it. So Zach very much stuck to his guns, and I'm glad he did because it turned out great. The um, uh, but you know, originally it wasn't. You know, we were going back and forth about just that. The um because we knew you know how important it was going to be the um uh, you know and then um then of course you know unfortunately David's not here but David had his perspective you know to to bring it into the fold and he was you know he obviously knew he agreed with me for the most part which it would be awesome but do we have the finances to get it done yeah the um uh, the you know so it was a lot of that this we talked about this a lot there's a lot of conversations that went on about this yeah just going on the one take alone like that was. So, so we had 
Oh my! So we knew that this was going to be our, and that was one thing too. That was a bit of a lack of confidence on on all of our parts because we knew how expensive it was, and we just and, and I think that's why we we've skirted decisions in the past. And now I think you know we have a tremendous amount of confidence because we go we can take this budget and you know and we can we can do it. We did it ourselves. We yeah. we accomplished it. And with everything else we've done, not just on this episode, but previous episodes, I think we are very much more in tune with. We don't actually need some of this stuff. We just need to look like this stuff. Yeah. Like episode two. Um, he wasn't actually parked in the middle of the street. He was literally just on the shoulder. But it, if you watch the film, it looks like he's, the car is where it should be. Exactly, exactly. It's all about the illusion. Always. The, um, and, I, yeah, it was, and it got crazy with the locations. But the, um, I'm, gratefully, um, one of my oldest childhood friends, Chris, uh, his uncle lives on a on a property up in Lake Moore, um, near the Wisconsin border, and it was a piece of private property. Um, then a very long driveway, and um, and we got there. Um, and by the way, the, the gates in the front were these beautiful gates. I would have loved to. I think I I told Zach right when we walked in. I was like, I would love to shoot like an Elizabethan area thing in here. Like it's, it's so fucking cool. Like you know, you could have a carriage going through this. Because the, the huge lamps that were out there are very, very old school. I'm sure David and Lily would have a field day. Oh, that. dude, it would, it would be insane. The, um, and, you know, we, uh, we were working through it and everything else. Um, you know, and we finally locked it down um, and we were able to, uh, to get the location. Um, other problems happened later, but, but we, we really, you know, I think we went over, the, you know, two more times and we just went through the process yeah. and we invited other people back and we had Wes and Jill to test out their stuff because Wes had worn the Steadicam before but we were never able to give him enough practice until then that was the first time other than when I first moved into the apartment with Zach where he got some actual practice and that was the first time Jill even touched a wireless follow focus system wow yeah the, um, oh, and then I remember our first night um we decided we also needed to make sure we have bug spray because yeah. <laughs> as we were walking and I was talking to you guys about something, there was a bug that flew right into my mouth. Oh, that's right. It hit my gag reflex and I actually threw up because of he, it. He ran away and just like threw his guts up. We're like, what are the fucking odds of that happening? He got throated by a fly. Oh, dude! Like we are bringing bug spray. The um, uh, legitimately is fucking crazy. The um, uh, so. Yeah, that uh, location, it's interesting, too, because at first, for even for a little while, I had heavy doubts about it. Like, when I saw the driveway, I'm like, yeah, it's long, but I didn't think it was long enough. The um, I mean, I, we made it work with, like, camera angles and stuff like you that. You always make something look longer with a wide-angle lens. Yeah, and that was eventually what, you know, kind of won me over, but I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you nasty! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but... Yeah, and I was also looking at the woods and stuff. I mean, the woods I was a little less concerned with. I found a spot that I liked a lot. You know, mm -hmm. there was more shrubbery in the way that I was able to take care of later. But, you know, I mean, shit, I made it work, so. Yeah, the, um, uh, so I think we're on the location, um, uh, you know, um, Marcus, what did you think when you first walked in? Because you walked in, when when did you get involved? Day you know, one. Was it was it day one right, right in there? Um, you right out of the as gate? As far as seeing the location? Yeah, as far as seeing just, the location and yeah, everything else. Yeah, the first day of... Uh, kind of filming the yeah. um, what, you know what were your thoughts you know walking in did it work like, for you? Or? Uh, I was questioning um, especially because of 
how are you going to hide these people? How are mm. you not going to see them on the first look around? Yeah. So that was my big question there. But I, you know, obviously it worked well. But <laughs> looking at there, especially because it was, uh, well, it was getting to be nighttime. But still, it's just uh, how are they going to, so I was curious to see how, how it was going to look. You know, and that was the funny thing too, is that like during the day, it's the worst location. Because mm. there's no like oh, yeah. thickness to that shrubbery. Mm. But the second it hits night and those lights turn off automatically, it's it's perfect. Yeah, when the lights on the street turn out, all the lights in the boathouses <sighs> in the back. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, fun fact. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, when that gets to the post. So you know, um, and Vinny got to be there a little extra too. Um, uh, you know, for, for rehearsal, logistics. for rehearsal and everything else. And he was the only other person I had for a rehearsal. So it, he, was the, he was the only cult member I had who I'm just like, and I'm glad he was there too because I may not have ever came up with that tree idea. Oh yeah, totally. I was so glad we got to do that. Yeah. It was a, Fun little venture, and it's like a baby stunt, but it was fun. The uh, I mean, it was still like was I was great. Glad. It looks great for the film. Oh, absolutely! I was just like you know, because originally I didn't have any like major actions planned. So when I saw that, I'm like, no, nah, fuck that. We're gonna do that. That's gonna be fun. So yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know, so Vinny, what were your thoughts on, on going to the location for the first time? Um, I, I you know, it was a it, it was a much simpler. Um, I, I don't know. I for some reason I pictured it like being out like almost like on an actual road. So when I saw what it actually was on camera, it looks like it's like a, a, a road through some forested area or something. You can't tell, but it was. I looked at it and I was like, "Well, this is perfect." I mean, I th I, I think the best thing was to me. It seemed like it was a it was an environment that could be controlled much easier. Because, again, for some reason, I was picturing this being out on, like, a major country road, which it could be on. Oh, yeah. But you didn't have to film it on that, which was great. Yeah. I was very surprised with how well the location worked at the end. I'm just like, fuck it. We're, we're, we're making this work, so. The, uh, my Zach, why don't you tell them about that beautiful uh, lake that was right off the back? There's a beautiful lake. Yeah. Like, literally, right behind that, it's just this wonderful lake. And the first thing I thought when I saw it was like, to film a Friday the 13th fan film down here. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to get my Jason costume, go in there and scare the shit out of Mark. The, um, uh, yeah, dude, we were so lucky to get that, uh, that fucking location. The, um, and there was so much great shit in there, you know, and, and the ability to, um, uh, you know, to have a separate kind of, you know, crafty area and everything else and have that off to the side. And then, you know, and, and, the, and that's the crazy thing, because in reality, the, the, that's the funny thing about the reality of it, it was filmed on somebody's driveway. Like, yeah. you know, like, that's, like, and that's the crazy part. Like, it, it's it's no different than, you know, filming it on somebody's driveway. The, um, uh, you know, and that's, you know, that was was really, you know, crazy about the whole experience. And I'm just so happy it fucking worked, man, because, um, you know, of course, you know, the, 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 the location was the beginning of our, of our troubles <laughs> when it came to, you know, getting this production done. But the um uh, you know but it uh you know it definitely and and me speaking as the actor um it was easy it was easy to get into that environment and to be in the woods and to, and to feel that um because that's what it was it was it was easy to walk in and and be like yeah i'm in a, if i was a cop and i was in this situation and 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 there when there really was no house you know here this wasn't somebody's driveway and i was in the middle of the woods which it did appear to be i'd be fucked the um uh, you know there would be nowhere for me to go except right back to my car like I did. The um uh, you know when you're in the middle of the woods and you and there's trees for miles in every direction and a bunch of people step out in fucking masks 
the um there's there's no way there's nowhere to Steps fucking go. Steps out with masks and they're holding like axes, axes, axes and shit. machetes. Like, you know, and, and yeah, I got a you know I got a fucking pistol, but you know when you're surrounded, you're surrounded. The um, there's only so much a Glock's gonna do for you. Correct. I mean, you know, it, the uh, and, and that was and that was really cool, like from that perspective, because you know a lot of times you know and, and Vinny knows this, you know, being in theater, you know, sometimes you just really gotta fucking pretend, like you really gotta you know really give that effort, and but when you pick the right location and you're in the right environment it's real easy the um that's the thing you with actors like it, it's you're gonna get the best performances when things are easy the um uh you know it really it really is that true like if the script is great there's less work for the actor to do it's all right there it's it's beautifully done the location is immersive and, and everything else and and i and i did what i always do um which was i've been doing it since i was eight years old i get there early and then i i walk the set um, I really needed to walk the set when I got there for the first day. The, um, the, the not... whole plot kind of hinged on you walking through the set. I, 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 I know, but it, no, I'm just talking about the other shit that happened on the way to the set. You know, I needed that walk for a second to not be near fucking people um, and go, you know, and go just decompress and fucking, you know, think about it. But it's nice that I got to keep that tradition going of being immersed in that environment. Um, it was a cool fucking location. The um, and I and I give a lot of credit to. Chris and his uncle David, and then their landlord, who we finally, you know, a, through some miscommunication, you know, which we'll explain, uh, you know, when we're talking about the day of the production, um, uh, we'll get into detail. Um, I, I promise I will tell this story, but it was a great experience to, to, to find, to be that lucky. And, you know, and we, and we continue to work hard, but we do continue to be lucky with a lot of great locations the, um, that just fucking work. The um and trust me, we I lose more sleep over that shit than anything. You know, you know, it's the the right cast and then the right the right crew or the right crew. You know what? Actually, that's the the easiest one. The right crew is always a, a almost. I don't even think about it. The the right cast and the right location and the right. You know, in this case, um, props and vehicles. The um. I don't know why you're complaining about cast. Cast is easy. Well, yeah, for you it's easy. The um, you you're a lightning rod for good casting. Mm-hmm. The um. That's an ego boost for me. The um twice. The um uh, but the um <laughs> Brandon's like, no, no. The um but no, it, it was is a great immersive experience. It, it really fucking worked. The um so the um I know that there's a lot of other great stuff. What what was the next bit of fun, Brandon, that we got into for pre production? The uh was it the car? Was it the uh, was it the um, getting the masks done. Was it getting the masks were easy? The masks were easy. Yeah, all we had to do is call Dennis, work out the detail. And he's like, okay, yeah. cool, we'll get it done. Cool. Uh, your girlfriend Sarah did some concept art, which was really good. Yeah. And yeah, it was basically just we worked out Dennis like cost materials that he needed, and we gave him the concept art, and he did a really spectacular job at bringing Sarah's art to life. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Like I said, Sarah's artwork made it that much easier. Really, so. the hardest part with the, with the masks, I think, was just Zach and Sarah deciding what the masks should be it but was, that's more zach's story yeah <laughs> i mean it was like i knew at one point i, I finally came to the conclusion because like in the story itself the, they just say that they're wearing masks yeah, they, there's, there's no, no detail at all so it's like all right i have some creative control here what would be cool what would be creepy i thought maybe plain white i'm like no nah, that's fucking stupid uh at one point i thought like well maybe i can kind of do like jason masters i'm like no i can't do that that'd be also stupid and then I think she brought up like something like animal masks or something like that. And then I thought bone. And then I'm like, that would actually be really fucking cool. So I think Sarah really did help me out with that one. Uh, mentioning like the bone material or something. So I was just like, all right, draw them out like animal skulls. 
they're wearing animal skulls. Like think of forest animals that live in the woods that are could be human shaped or at least humanly sized to put on your face. And we'll go with that. She came up with those de- designs and bada bing, bada boom, we got those. They fucking work. And then, you know, off to Dennis and we got those really badass masks that uh, yeah. people would, fucking love. I would like to point out that Zach, Sarah, and Dennis came up with that idea before the Wrong Turn remake. <laughs> Dennis wore it better. Yeah. Dennis wore it better. Yeah, yeah, yes, indeed. Which the Wrong Turn remake was actually... It was fun. Overall pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Dennis wore it better. And actually, Hannah had something really nice to say, too, when she was when talking about the mask. You just made a comment this afternoon. Um, I was just saying how I thought it was just awesome how, um, what, what was I saying? It's about Sarah. It's about Sarah coming up with the, you know, the idea. Oh, I mean, I was just saying how it's really hard to just kind of come up with an idea organically like that off of nothing. Oh, agreed. And I just think it's cool how you could tell she really used the setting to inspire her. And I didn't know that you guys had that awesome conversation to get a lot of those ideas. And and I think really the thing that's cool too is because the actors don't talk, the mask really, like, it needs to be big. It needs to speak for them. So definitely successful in that. Yeah, like, the like absolutely. The toughest part for me, at least concept was, like, just coming up with the outfits and stuff like that. Like, I was just like, all right, what would work? I don't want to be too generic, but I also don't, I, I want to do something that makes sense. So just going with kind of the flannel shirts or long sleeves or whatever, I'm like, okay, that's woodland. That could work. I give them colors based off their rank and stuff. That's why Vinny was the only one wearing a blue shirt because he was actually kind of acrobatic. He was also the one who was out, like, getting ready to flank down whoever was driving. Dennis was the cult leader, so he had the big red one. And then everybody else had, like, greenish gray. I was just like, yeah. It was awesome. It really worked. Yeah. The, um, and funny enough, I don't even know if you guys did this on purpose, but, you know, it, it's a, um, you know, from a color coordinating perspective, blue is is uh, comforting and, you know, and, and inviting and, you know, not as aggressive and that's a perfect color to have with somebody that's flagging somebody down. And then you have a guy who, you know, was a little cult leader wearing red, you know, power, um, virility, and and you know, and a presence to them, and anger and fire. The um, and that's actually really interesting. You know, I don't know if that was on purpose or so, if that I was. Mean, real, I went with Dennis, like I think big red and stuff like that. So that's why I put it with Dennis. And I thought agile and blue, so that's why I gave that one to Vinny. Yeah. And then I just you know think green and gray are kind of like the basic colors, so that's why I gave that to everybody else. More camouflaged. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's really they cool. Blend in with their environments better, so they could come out when they're ready and just go. All right, we're going to town, Pete. The, the oh my. I mean, my big pre-production thing was mostly just. Um, at the beginning, I was talking with Victor, my gaffer, who has been gaffer for episodes one, one three, three, and four. four. Um, fantastic gaffer. He's practically been my second half throughout all these <laughs> pandemic shoots that I've had. Um, but no, if you have a great gaffer, uh, that just makes the director of photography's job that much easier. It's kind of like um, the director of photography figures out the creative stuff, this is what we're doing. And the gaffer is the one he talks to about this is how we're actually going to go about the lighting on it. And so Victor actually recommended a place called Product Productions to rent some additional lighting equipment and generators. And Product was super helpful, uh, super accommodating to some tweaks and changes we needed to make to our order. And just an all-around great company to rent from oh my god they were unbelievable they were the the, the yeah. nicest and coolest guys literally the uh, we ended up wrapping up early on the production and they and we were planning on 
you know, having to. They less return everything a day early. Yeah, they and they, they literally say, you know, what it actually was technically. I didn't think they were either not open or they they were past their close time on Sunday. And they said, yeah, just call us, just give us a call, and and we'll we'll swing down there and, and pick up the stuff. And 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 we got there, and then like we were and, and the funny they thing gave is us the tour. They, yeah, they gave us it was it was it was so it was, like we literally uh, hopped out of the car. And they're like, and they're like, hey guys, how was it? How did it go? And you know, and they could say they were we're dead to the world. The um, uh, you know, and and, and they're like, and they're like, you know, oh my god, I'm so glad it, it went so well and everything else. You know, we got a big studio space here, and you know, and we would love to give you guys a tour. And you know, and, and I'm like, I turned to Brandon, I'm like, I, we're all dead tired, but why, why, why not do this? And they ended up giving us a tour, and then we ended up staying there for like an hour and a half, just bullshitting about. About everything, and I remember waking up in bed because, like me and him, we drove home like the night immediately after. We're just like, "Nah, fuck this, we're going home." And I was like, I finally woke up. It's like five thirty or something, and I look, I'm like, "These motherfuckers ain't here yet. What the fuck happened?" Oh God! I call them, and it's just like, "No, we're fine. We're just getting a tour of a studio." What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fuck it. I'm going back to bed. They um, uh, yeah, it was it was just really cool. It was a nice. Considering how stressful it was, I mean, I remember, and I was, this is a funny story. I was sitting at you know at lunch at, at a burger joint, like the in um, the night before the last day, in the last night because we did the two night shoot, and um, and I was having lunch with Sarah, and 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 she was talking to me about about something, and and I was. I, I did. I did what, what my uncle Tommy did with the ten thousand mile stare. I was off, and she's like, "Are you even here right now?" I was like, "Nope, nope, <laughs> not even, not even here." The um, uh, I, I the like, I was barely on fumes. But you know, but at the same time, we we joke all the time. Like, this is our life. We chose it. Yeah. We we this can. This is the life we chose. The, um, For some fucking reason, I'll never understand. The uh, we also. I always said, I don't want to be a producer. What the fuck do I end up doing? Producing. <laughs> the, the, I don't uh, want to be an audio guy. Hey, can you be our boom holder? No. <laughs> I sure not. The um, uh, but uh, but yeah, it was, I mean that was a a really cool experience, and they were a fantastic vendor, and actually. Overall, we had, you know, even though stress has happened, we had some great fucking vendors to help out with this. The, you know, a lot of great people who did work very quickly. Um, some of which is their own fault, but some of which is, is, is you know, people who just came in and said, you know, and, and I said, hey, I need this done, like, tonight. And they're like, no problem. We'll get it, we'll get it wrapped up. We'll get it taken care of. You know, like, just everybody was, you know, and I think a lot of people were really hungry to help out because of, the pandemic and like I think everybody's kind of getting a little cabin feverish on this, so it was really cool to see people want to help, um, uh, you know, with with all that stuff. The um, uh, so what so what's next, Zach? Um, uh, what what was the next? I think the cop car. Cop car is the only <laughs> other thing. Um, well, it's like do you want to talk about the costumes a little bit? But that's kind I of. I mean, the co- so the costumes were pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had the, we had to track down like. A pistol and I wanted to get a realistic looking one so I went on eBay and I found some guys selling uh, co2 pistols one yeah. was a, one looked cheap as fuck and I was just like whatever but the other one was like full metal Glock 19 replica and I was like police you know you standard issue Glock so I'm like all right let me get that and I mean that thing is fucking amazing I use it as a dry fire practice weapon all the fucking time now so yeah, yeah. it's fucking awesome hey, hey Vinny I, I, I pointed it directly at you did you did it feel pre- pretty realistic Ah, uh, I think so. I mean, it's as realistic as I could. You know, I was my brain was in other thought processes at that moment. He was but... in killer mode. His yeah. only instinct was to murder you. <laughs> and kill 
climb trees. <laughs> climb trees. Let's see if I get closer. If I get, I tried to see if I, I was, I was testing sometimes. Like, how close could I get to this guy? Like, if this is a real cop, how close could I get? Okay, the gun's in front of me. Yeah, I'm gonna back up. But, but don't show fear in, in, in the eye of your yeah. enemy. You know. Dude, your eyes were brilliant on that. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember too. We were really talking about like what does a cop costume actually need like we were asking that question early on yeah like and we looked up a bunch of like state trooper uniforms so i got the radio yeah. we found somebody due to the patchwork for the arms and everything and whenever we uh had an issue about what to do it's like i, I remember i pulled a clip from red letter media's review of suburban sasquatch because they point out the cheap ass looking cop costumes they have in that and first I showed that to you guys and was like, this is what we don't do. The, um, it, 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 and they even talked about like what they did for their own costumes for their own movie. So that was kind of a help too. The, um, uh, you know, Marcus, when you, uh, when you saw me walk on, uh, walk on the set with the, with the costume and everything else, I'm sure you saw, thought it was realistic or what were your thoughts on, on yeah, I thought it looked great. The, um, the hardest part though, at least from my point of view was the sheriff star. Cause it was so hard to find something that he was either the, like everything I was finding was either the correct size, but looks like a toy, or it looks real, but it was super tiny. Yeah, there's a lot of that shit. Yeah, so eventually we just decided, all right, Brandon, get the fucking two dollars once we'll see what they get. I take one look at this thing, I'm like, I could fix this. I go in the back to my 3D printing set, I take some of the gold paint I have, I spray the hell out of it. So now it's shiny gold, I'm like, this looks like shit. So I go outside to my front lawn, I dig it in the dirt and just muddy it the fuck up. I'm like, alright, I can make this look even better. I take some gritty ass sandpaper and I scratch the shit out of it. I was just, look, actually looks really fucking good. Cool, here's our badge. <laughs> I'll do it two more times in the background costume. They uh, took oh, away. That's right. I had to do it for uh, Vinny's background costume and Dennis's background costume. Even though you don't get close enough to see them, but it's like, all right, well, they're authentic. The, so uh, he took. No the, one could say we didn't do our due diligence. Yeah, it, it, it took like what, fifteen minutes. The um, uh, what about you, Marcus? What'd you think about the the costumes and everything else? Because you kind of like you didn't get to see a lot of the pre pro. You know, uh, you know the early early pre pro. I mean, you were involved in some of the early pre pro and planning it. You know, when you needed to be as the AD. Oh um, my! The um, you know, I th I think it'd be interesting to hear your perspective walking on. I was impressed. I liked. I really liked the masks. Um, the flannel worked. Yeah, I just thought it worked. I mm -hmm. thought it was simple, but you know, effective. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. The um, I, you know, I know that. Um, the cool part, but it, the the best decision, and I, and I think it was you, Zach, who who suggested this, was the the uh, the flank jacket. The um the actual bulletproof jacket that helped a lot. Yeah. The um and actually unfortunately it helped even more on the second day because Dennis actually put it on me correctly. <laughs> the um yeah, uh, this idiot was walking around with it backwards the entire time. It should, <laughs> Dennis no. Dennis takes one look at him. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> the um yeah, dude. As soon as he put it on correctly, I was like, "Oh, I feel so much better." The um uh, but you know, dude, even even with it on incorrectly, the um the the feeling of it, you know, felt you know it felt. You know, very much in that. And I was like, I used to want to be a cop when I, like I told you that on set. I like, I like leaned into you. I was like, I wanted to be a cop when I was like, thir you know, 13 or 14 or anything else. I'm so glad I went the other way, man, because you're going to put on all this heavy shit and be out in the middle, you know, and it was, and it was actually decently hot that first night. The, um, that was amazing. Uh, the, um, uh, you know, much cooler the second. Yeah. Yeah. Much, much. But I mean, like, 
and all that shit, you know, all that, I mean, all that get up. I'm like, I couldn't imagine, you know, doing this in 95 degree weather. They mm-hmm. having to having to rock the bull, the bulletproof vest and everything else. It would have been ridiculous. Did I remember when I went out shooting for the first time with my buddy and he gave me all his gear? I'm like, this feels fucking awesome. The um, <laughs> oh, dude, it changes your whole perspective of how you feel and how you walk and how you move. Costume's so important to, to acting. The um, uh, you know, the, you got to change your shoes first, and then then you work up, you know, all the way up the um. Uh, but when you have a you know heavy flank jacket on, it's you you walk differently, you move differently. It's a hey, different it's perspective. Correct, it's very protective. We also got a cop car. <laughs> that <laughs> right, was let's... the first thing that I was wow, how they get that? I was surprised by, yeah, just seeing that because we had shot other things where we needed a cop car and we never had one, so we were like, how are we gonna mask it out and. Remember David Senior? He was going to use a cop car. Oh, yeah. He ended up using my Subaru. Like, okay, good one. Good luck fixing that in post. So when I saw the cop car, I was like, wow, okay. I, it, trust me, that was that was. I can't tell you how many fucking um, conversations that we had on on the cop car. It was. It, it, I'm not even talking about like what happened afterwards and all the logistics, but how important we I knew. Was very much a supporter of getting an actual cop car. It, it, you were not. Or very important reason and it's like it's not that i didn't believe we couldn't outfit it yeah it's not i couldn't it's not that i didn't believe we couldn't turn somebody else's car into a cop car it was i knew if we had the real thing we would have the real thing and that would be so much less production design stress off of us well there's then we also wouldn't have to like fuck around with our shots and yeah like that because my original plan was i didn't even want to show the damn car I wanted to just be like, all right, we'll get the lights on there and everything, but we'll never focus on the car. We'll never even look in the car's direction. We'll just look through the front windshield. If anything, we'll build the interior, which would have been fine, but we're never going to show the car. We're never going to get those shots. And, 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 I, then, and now that you see what we actually have, can you see it really going any other way? You know what? Back then, you there's nothing you could have told me where I wouldn't have been like, just... just so, yeah, I mean, my original intention was to never really even show the damn cop car. Because I honestly didn't think we were ever going to get a cop car. I'm like, that's just out of the realm of possibility. So, yeah, we can build it, but we're never going to show the cop car. We're just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to cheat and get close-ups and everything like that. Only get shots really of the interior. Because, I mean, we could get the laptop and all that bullshit, build the deck the back out, put the cage in and everything like that. We could do all that. That would have been easier, I guess, or not in this case. But, yeah, my intention was... Just do whatever we can to get the main shot and just get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> Man, and, you know, it's so funny. And I was actually in the camp of, we. I knew, Brandon and I saw eye to eye on this one. We knew how important it was to show all the cop car, uh, every bit of it, the outside, the inside. But I was in the camp of, I was like, we need to, we need to just outfit this. Because I, I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? And I was still looking on the internet for, you know, for the cop cars. But I'm like, this is going to be too fucking expensive. Like, I, you know, I, I think I could find a way to get this done. You know, more effectively, cheaper. We rent out things. I was looking at rentals for, um, uh, you know, <clears throat> for SUVs and trying to see, you know, how that would work. And then I'm trying to think, oh, well, how can we retrofit this and then bring it back to them in the same piece? The um, uh, and and then it, you know, and, and then we uh, ended up, um, you know, I ended up finding a guy on the internet that you know we ended up uh, talking to, and he was in Libertyville, and I told him what we what we needed. Um, uh, you know, and I and I said we went through multiple different conversations, and I said this is what I want. I think an SUV would be the would be the best bet, or you know, a mini you know mini SUV. Um, I think that would probably be the best for this particular story. And um, and he said, sure, I'll, I'll oblige. 
Um, and then, um, uh, you know, <laughs> and then, it, and then um, uh, it became really fucking difficult to get a hold of him. Um, uh, the, um, uh, it was a, a, a constant, you know, a constant thing of trying to get a hold of him and trying to get, you know, things going. And, um, and, um, and Zach, you do the, what was the quote? So after the first conversation with him, apparently Which, this. Mark made first contact with him. Yeah. A, about a, it was a little over a month. It was like a month and a week or a month and a half. It was about a month it was and a over, week and a half. It was over a month. Though. Yeah. And uh, when the guy heard that, uh, Mark came, comes up to me and tells me, yeah, this is an interesting guy. Like, as soon as I told him our timetable, he's like, oh, we have a lifetime to get it done. <laughs> we're, we're over here thinking, it's like, yo, do people just call this guy like five minutes before? And it's like, yo, we need a cop car over here. Stay. Gotcha. It's just like this guy's always bouncing all over the place, rushing. When he said that, it's just like, oh, all right, well, this is interesting. But the more we do work on these episodes, the more I am realizing we do plan ahead a lot more than most people I've encountered. Yeah. I'm very surprised by how normal that is. Or like normal, like people just doing shit last minute. I'm like, is that really how shit works? Like seriously? Or, or is there something wrong with us? Is just, or is it just we, Chicago? Because we seem to be in the vast, vast, vast minority of, of people this. who plan things ahead and everything else. And it's just be chaos. It's fucking I'm chaos. Like, it's like, I want to believe this, what we're doing is normal, but it really feels like it's not. Somebody at the big studios, please tell us, are we normal or are we the freaks? I, I I would love I would love to know. Yeah. The um. So we uh, started out with from a lifetime. We have a lifetime to go, and then it became a, a game of cat and mouse trying to get a hold of him. So you know it was a lot of you know like you know what's going on you know what cars you have available you know negotiating the price and you know and all that stuff, and then um and then my favorite the um uh, he's like he's like yeah we would you know I, here's my list of things that we need and everything else. You know, I mean, the sirens on top, you know, and, and everything. And then everything we would do, he'd be like, he'd be like, oh, yeah, let, let's get that done. The, um, like, you ever talk to somebody, like, you know, like, where they, where you go, like, you know, people are like, no, that's your fucking job. Like, and, and, and like, you know, and like, and, and people like, you know, and, you know, hey, Mr. Contractor and everything else, you know, shouldn't we turn the power off before you start fucking around with the electricity? Maybe like if I'm on a shoot and he's like, hey, Brandon, let's uh, hit record. Oh, yeah, we, we, we should do this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, you know, like. Dude, I, I remember it's like there was one point where he's like, just dude, call this guy. I need you to take a shot at this. And I didn't want to do that. That's his fucking. I don't like talking to people. You're the salesman. You're the one who likes to hear yourself talk. You do the fucking talking. Dumb. Don't make me do this. I'm just like, oh, fuck. All right, here we go. I talk to the guy. I'm like, cool. Oh, cool. All right. You get me pictures later on tonight? Cool. Tonight happens. Oh. That, so I was supposed to receive right. pictures. That Still haven't received the pictures. I, I almost forgot that's what it was. It was the fucking pictures. We were chasing this son of a bitch to get pictures. Where's our pictures? Where's the pictures? The Alma. Um, uh, and and really like, oh, yeah, I'll get that to you. I'll get to you tonight and everything else. You know, or my cousin is down downtown right now, and that's where the where the cop car is. I'll get it to you tonight. The um, uh, and, and my my brain started to get a fucking twitch. And then it went to my eye. <laughs> then I died inside every time I spoke to him. Until the point when I was in Florida and I landed 
And here's and, and it, it, so here's the three things that happened when I got to Florida. You're turning red right now, by the way. <laughs> He's turning into a tomato. I'm I'm reliving it. Here's the three things that more on happened. red later, by the way. <laughs> the um, here's the three things that happened. I land in Florida. My we get there we get there a day early or whatever the, whatever the case may be. The um, this is for my my cousin's wedding. Oh, I'm sorry. We we get there late because our flight was delayed. I get there. The fucking car rental gives up my car. I drive to the car rental. Guess what? To take the deposit, they don't accept debit cards. They accept only credit cards. I don't have a fucking credit card with me at the time. They, and they said they're going to charge me an extra $500 to put out at them. They never mentioned that before. Number two, I, we're right in the middle of this production. And, and I'm trying to get a hold of this guy to get, a, a, to get them, um, to, get a, um, to get a fucking picture out of him. A fucking picture. That's all I want. They um, uh, can't get a hold of them, can't do anything. I have a client at my job, in my work, it's driving me up a fucking wall and, and, and everything else. And I finally get to this rental car and we get into there. I am so mad. And then I finally get a fucking call. From, I, I, I finally try to get this call from this guy. He sends me a picture of the wrong fucking car. Then he sends me a sedan picture <laughs> and not a room fixture. And I, and I took my fucking luggage and I threw it across the fucking room and my and I've and I, is this, the hotel or this is no no I haven't even entered the hotel we're literally have one what of those biggest cars in? no I we, we we haven't even got to it I were on the sidewalk unloading the car I threw my fucking luggage do you ever see that like 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 do you ever see that meme when like when they say like you know like about to do a bunch of shots and then all my other family at the second at my two-year-old cousin's birthday party and they're all like <laughs> that was Sarah, my dad, and my dad, Sarah, all going, <laughs> the, watching me melt the fuck down. If I could have saw that guy, I would have fucking murdered him. Then what happened? And then I called Zach. And, and, then, and then I called Zach, who, thank God, is, is one of my best friends, and I can tell him what the fuck's going on. And I, and, I, and I literally say, oh, no, and it gets better later on that night. The, um, uh, he, um, I, I say, Zach, you got to fucking call this guy. Because if I call him, I'm going to fucking threaten his life. I'm going to say, I'm going to murder you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in the back of that cop car that you promised me. And drive it into fucking Lake Michigan. <laughs> so, Zach, you got to call him. And then I went outside and I kind of, and, and, and Sarah being the wonderful, wonderful girlfriend that she is. You know, was uh, of course it, 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 she's she just calmed me down and she's like, it's okay, and everything else. Like we'll figure it out. She pet him like a dog and called him Snookums. The uh, never Snookums. <laughs> the um, uh, never Snookums. The um, uh, but I calmed down. Um, but then what happens? <laughs> <laughs> and then I get a call at eleven o'clock at night. Oh God! <laughs> he had took all the cars and gave them and gave them to Chicago PD. Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire. Gave them the Chicago Fire for their use. And I, I, just, I just, I didn't know what to do. Like, my fa like we went to dinner, and, like, my family was in the bar. Like, they had already left. Like is in. that when you called me? No, yes. that's when he you. called me. Okay. I called you. You called me. <laughs> me and him were at our wits end with this bullshit. And I'm like, I'm like I Zach, was like, hold on, Brandon's calling me. And he's like, He's in the he's in the other room. Go get him. No, he was at, he was in a I different. Was, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. You were with Victor. I was, I was in Milwaukee 
on a shoot with Victor, and we were at the hotel just chilling. So we, here's the we thing. We had our Jersey Mike sandwiches. Dude, and I'm literally on the phone with, I'm in a phone, it's like, he fucking gave them Chicago fire! So here's the thing. He tells me this. I'm already pulling my hair out because I'm stressed about location. At this point, still costumes to a degree. And then this fucking cop car that we haven't been able to get a picture for for months. I'm over here just like, we got to fucking cancel. Otherwise, we're going to embarrass ourselves and look like a bunch of assholes. Mark's freaking out just because of this fucking guy. And Brandon's over here just trying to eat a fucking sandwich. <laughs> and Victor's over here like... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. This is Victor. <laughs> the, and then Brandon's in there like like he's like, how can I be the calm one in this? This is not a good look for me. This is a first for him. Usually he's like usually it's him the one who's freaking out. This time it's me and this asshole. We're just like motherfucker, dude. dude I wish I could say that it wasn't it wasn't that dramatic, but it was that dramatic. I'm pacing back and forth down the hallway. So my cats are looking at me insane. Dude, oh, 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 I'm in I'm in the parking lot of a, of of a fucking restaurant in a strip mall, literally pacing back and forth in front of a ice cream store and the teenagers who are trying to close the store are looking at me like I'm gonna rob the fucking joint. <laughs> They're like, is he gonna come in here and rob us? <laughs> so I called you on, on video call. Oh. And uh like I I remember you were like we're <laughs> paying this guy to do a job and it's like I feel like if I were to take any person random person on the street and you almost went you you come, come over here if you were to do a job for money what do you do I did see that I forgot dude I couldn't like my brain like I couldn't understand like I was like I paid you money you I, you, you I paid you money you give me my stuff dude I remember like after all this shit happened I'm on the fucking internet looking up places is in goddamn New York sending emails like yo would you be willing to send a car all the way to Chicago we're in a shitty situation right now and we're fucking desperate we just need a no 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 do you remember that one fucking quote commercial where the guy's calling all the places and it's just like just need a quote quote please I just need a quote that was me <laughs> I just need a cop car give me a price and a I just I just give me a price Dude, we were gonna and a yes or no Please, that's uh, all I need. Dude, we're gonna drive, in a picture. Dude, we we're gonna drive to Missouri and Michigan to go to go get this wow. fucking cop car. Dude, we were all we knew like and this is why we went to all these like like pull the plug moments and everything else, because that and this is a compliment for my cast and our crew. We did we want every time that we're doing something, you guys are are, are giving your hearts and your souls to these to these productions. We never want to disappoint you. Like, and that's, and like, we're, that's always in our fucking heads. Why do you think we obsess about crafty and making sure that you guys have the best crafty and the best catering and to make sure that we have the best circumstances that we possibly can? It's all we think about when we're in a production. That's literally all we think about is, is this the best production for our audience and our cast and our crew? And that's why these crazy fucking situations happen where we're calling New Jersey and New York and Michigan. It's, uh, it reminds me of a story I heard from Breaking Bad for season five. <laughs> we need a train. <laughs> where it's just like one of the producers or writers is like, mind their own business. 
and they're just going to phone call. We're going into a pitch for AMC in a half hour. We need to know where we can get a train. Oh, oh yeah, and then the last icing on the cake was, 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 was him on the other line. You know, and I'm saying, well, you know, we need... Oh, yeah, right in that same time when I was having that conversation, I was trying to also coordinate with the decal guy the um, to put on all the decals on the phone because he wasn't... He was just going to give me a cop car with no decals on the side, no no state police, no nothing, just just a white cop car. It's go nuts. They, um, uh, so I had to coordinate that with the decal guys, and then I had to make sure I got the decal PDF so I can hand it over to... Lori over at CP Apparel to make sure she got the embroidering done. The um and that was done on that I, I handed that PDF for her on Tuesday. I needed it by Friday morning. I picked it up on the way to go get the uh, go get the van to go pick him up in the city. Everything finally came together the week of shooting. Five hundred heart attacks later. <clears throat> the um five hundred <laughs> understatement of the fucking year. Oh my god! If we just if that fucking thing was so batshit, the um. Uh, I thought getting so, the steady cam was gonna be hard. No, so that was the just, easy part. How collected and calm did we seem on set? Did any of this pre-production drama <laughs> seep into your experience on set? A little bit. I, we, 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 we keep it as much as possible. No, I remember there was one night where I went over to his place and I'm just like, I need a fucking drink. I was there till like six in the morning. Oh shit, I gotta be at work in about an hour. Well, I'm showing up wasted. The Elm. <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna edit that part out of this podcast. No. They never fucking notice. Even Wes is just like tired. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm curious. I'm curious that now that we're talking about it in retrospect, you know, what did you see? What did you not see? It was a different situation the second night. It was a very calmer. Everybody was in a much better spirit. When I first got there, yeah, you guys seemed very much on edge. Everything, just like little things. I'm like, okay, that doesn't seem like a big a deal, but okay, we'll figure it out. <laughs> like, don't park your parking. <laughs> okay, all right, sure. <laughs> Which there were actually reasons behind that. Yes, there were. The um, uh, so um, so we so a, so a few. One of you was a little worse than others. The uh, it's probably me. Who is the worst? Do you really want to know? It, it was probably me. It wasn't me. I know I was calmer than both of you. You were just. On one that night, I said so. You asked me about the actors. I'm like, the actors are basically ready. You're like, there's no basic. Either they're ready or they're not. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm gonna walk wow. away. <laughs> I'm like, so sorry, okay, Mark. I've never seen Brandon like that. Like, you? I'm gonna give him some space. That, I you bet you don't, asshole. <laughs> So Bra- I'm so sorry. So Brandon was in the car with me when we were driving down. So we were both on eleven. This, this could very much be why. The, like, like speakers that. go to eleven. Like, hey, but before I you like that. Okay, that's funny. The, <laughs> why are the cars parked there? They need to be parked over here. <laughs> Don't you understand, Marcus? <laughs> You know what? I think maybe that's why I give you more, even more credit on this production, because you're just the that calming force that just said like, "Okay, I guess we'll do it this way." <laughs> you took all that in stride. The um, you're like, "Yeah, it's cool, man." <laughs> Opposed to us, you know. <laughs> but to be fair. 
they're either ready or they're not. Because <laughs> we can't spell much of <laughs> Oh, man. Am I wrong? It, it, just say five more minutes you know um oh oh yeah and then this will get fun too was oh my so with the um i know that the porta potties i'm going to talk about in a second because that led into what the reason why brandon and i were the way that they were but i wanted to talk about too because we had a lot of other things really cool things on this was all the equipment and also too we had um this is the first time we rented a moving van which had its own little set of problems later on we rented equipment that wasn't ours correct we had a generator out there um we had several different things it was actually a really full-blown production you know i was going to ask you guys how did it feel besides all the you know the stress and everything else you know and marcus you've been on several of our sets you know so vaughn how did it feel different um this time around versus other times when we didn't have a little bit more of a we had a little bit more of a smaller budget you know you know once we were actually there and filming to me it didn't feel that much different okay. other than the stresses we were dealing with in terms of actually getting it done it really is just the same as our smaller ones where it's just like these are the shots we need to get we get them honestly this one was probably the more enjoyable one for me because one i was out in the woods Two, I wasn't with you guys that day, thank fucking God, because otherwise I would have lost my goddamn mind. They protected mind. you from some information. Yeah, yeah. smart move, because I would have lost my fucking shit. Yeah. So, yeah, plus I had him keeping me on track, which was a godsend. Thank you again, by the way. So, yeah, I mean, I was out, I was able to shoot something in the woods. I was able to shoot a project I've been wanting to shoot for fucking ever now, so I was happy for the most part. And I got my one take. As soon as I got my one take, I was fucking happy. And then the next day, everything was just smooth sailing. So I'm like, yeah, I was in a good mood most of the time. Yeah, the, um, how about you, Marcus? I mean, you were on one, three, and, you know, and this one. So I'm curious how you felt, you know, you know, besides the little bit of tension, you know, my, you know, I, you know, did it feel, you know, you know, like you were making a, you know, maybe a step forward from Definitely, the previous. Especially compared to one, because, I mean, there's nothing wrong with one. I like how it turned out, but it was more what are we doing here? Let's figure this out. We'll kind of play it as we go. Whereas you guys had obviously put so much into this. I mean, you could see it in so many different little details that, yeah, it, it felt different. It felt like a more professional set, really. Yay. Yay. <laughs> That's what I'm fucking striving for. So, um, uh, oh yeah, and then uh, speaking of the cop car, so one other thing that happened with the cop car, too. We ran out of gas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like three in the morning. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and you couldn't fit the thing in there. Remember that? Oh, so here, here's how it went. So on top of all the other problems we had just getting the fucking car, it was also delivered to us without any gas or the lowest amount possible to get it there. So about halfway through the first night of filming, it runs out of gas. So we're like, okay, cool. We bought extra gas. Let's go fill it up. So we're putting it in the hole, right? And all of a sudden we are, what the fuck is that? One of us looks under it, and the gas is coming out of the bottom of the car. We're like, what the fuck? So meanwhile, dude, dude, uh, when I, that first happened, Mark was in the driver's seat, and I had the camera on him. And then he eventually got out. And it's like, I'm not seeing any of this, because I'm literally just in the car holding the camera, just keeping the shot where it needs to be. And so I'm only hearing like the dialogue, the gasoline hit the ground. So I'm just like, and it's, of course, because I had the camera on me, it's like I couldn't really turn my head to see what was going on so yes. i had quite the audio drama going on so it was me david it was all of us actually and dennis and victor and uh david were the ones who were able to figure it out eventually so there's this r really weird mechanism in there that you gotta take it and plier it in or something like that and hold it yeah. and then you gotta fill the gas in there and i'm like is this how you fill up a cop car like is this some sort of protection thing they have 
Later on, I asked my buddy, who is a cop, and he was like, no, that's fucking stupid. Who, who, who the hell came up with that? So it's like, yeah, so you fill up a cop car the normal way you fill up every other car. Yeah. Why the fuck didn't anybody tell us this when we... Dude, dude, it, you know the one thing, too, that it, it terrified the shit out of me, though, too, was when I was in the car, the and I heard, like, oh, it's leaking. I'm like, no. It's like, I was like, it's a fucking gas leak. They're putting it in, in the tank and then it's leaking out the bottom. And I'm like, I'm like, that's it. That we're done. The um there's like if there's a gas leak, then there's no there's no way we're gonna my heart sank. The uh, literally sank out of my asshole. <laughs> the um like, 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 like that's that. that's the fucking feeling. Like it, it, and I and I was like I was like, it's a gas leak. They that we're fucked. They um and I got out and then we ended up figuring out. It's like dude and then and, and like as soon as we figured out it wasn't gas like I kind of calmed down and, and but the funny thing is it was like a bad joke like how many how many dudes does it take to fill up a gas a, a gas cop car apparently ten that's how many dudes it took to figure it out the um, um but you know it, it, oh my god it was a fucking uh, shit show but I do want to give somebody a great compliment because we're talking about the cop car was the cage. Um, or the glass oh, thing that, said, uh, that, that David, David got, you know, they, uh, it was, it was, Dude, he built that thing. I know that's fucking awesome. The, um, uh, that was a great thing to do and it worked like, you know, it wasn't the traditional, like, you know, actual cage cage, but it worked and actually it fit very well into the modern look of the cop car. Uh, it was really cool that, you know, how David set up the whole, the whole back and the whole cage. It was, I mean, it wasn't the traditional, but it worked with the modern sense. I mean, and it was cool. You know, I think once things calmed down, it was really cool because, to me, it, it, it felt very like we were stepping up in a level of, of professionalism. I mean, we had a legit cop car there and we had, you know, a storage van and we had crafty set up and we had porta potties and, you know, generators. And like there was actually legitimate equipment, um, uh, you know, that, that came along with this. So it made me feel like we had stepped up a level, especially from the previous productions. This production absolutely increased my faith in our capabilities as filmmakers to get shit done. Like before, I still had doubts about a lot of projects that we want to do. I was just like, we can't fucking this now i'm like yeah we could do it it's just gonna be a pain in the ass to figure out we'll probably pull our hair out but yeah. we can do it like right, i even think we can that. do it <laughs> yeah lucky you i'm losing it due to natural causes hello ladies <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean so so now we get to we get to get into the um uh, the lovely part i mean uh you know and then also too with the cop car got delivered on a flatbed it was cool to drive right past it and, and see it up on a flatbed and then have it delivered um, uh, you know, I mean, that kind of cool experience was, was really nice. Um, so tell us about when you were at Portillo's. Um, so but you guys ate Portillo's. So Brandon and I were at Portillo's. We did not enjoy it. We did not enjoy it at all. Not because of the quality of food, but because of what we had to deal with regarding the production. So, um, and then this is where I get to hand off, you know, I'm done with the stressful stories after this, but the, um, but that being said, I get a call from from the fucking porta potty company, saying their delivery guy says, "Oh man, I'm here, man." I'm like, "I'm two hours away, boss. Like you were supposed to come at five, and and, and everything else." And and then I and 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 I'm like, I'm like, hey, you need to do that. Um, you know, I can't deal it. So I I tried to call the guy who was who who actually sold this shit. And I couldn't get a hold of him. I was calling, you know, people. Apparently, he was like the manager of like a bunch of these different things. And I will never ever forget this. This is the most stone cold, you know, shit I've ever seen or heard. And I'm in sales. Like this is some stone cold shit. 
I was fucking infuriated. And I, and I was like, how could you do this? We fucking, I'm dealing with a business, you know, with, a, with owner. I'm not there. I can't communicate with him. You know, I can't work this out. And he literally just said, it's like, all right, no problem, Mark. And everything else, we'll take it away and everything. Uh, we'll take it away and then we won't charge no, it. We'll cancel the order. Oh, we'll, oh yeah, we'll cancel, we'll, we'll cancel the order. Click. Hung up on me. Oh my God. I, I couldn't, I couldn't fucking believe it. I called him right back. I'm like, I'm in, I'm like, I'm like, never do that. Like, never, ever fucking do that. I don't give a shit who you are. They, um, you can't, you know, he's like, well, what do you want me to do? They, you know, hey, you know, they, you know, the delivery guy's there right now. I'm like, no, I wanted you to do your fucking, no, everybody, every, nobody else did their job except us and like a few of our vendors. <laughs> and everybody else just, it was ceases to, to leave their psyche to do their fucking job properly. So I, I said, fine, fucking leave it. So I had to like FaceTime with the, with the guy to try to like, tell him maybe where is by the way they gave us two porta potties instead of one the uh, which we didn't need like you know it just it was like everything was so slapdash from all these companies and i i don't know if it was covid that like they just weren't used to doing business you know business at that point and they were completely out of practice about how to run their business it, but it, it just seemed like everybody just could not get their shit together outside of us and drop it off. And then I, I got the very, very pleasant phone call that we protected Zach from, from the homeowner. So this goes back to, to, so, and this is a good lesson. This is a good lesson about a lot of things. This is a good lesson about um, sometimes your communication is not what the communication that, that the person needs to hear. They need to hear even more. You need to over communicate, not just communicate, but over communicate. And so we go and we go and do the test run the, the first time around. We're telling, um, you know, Chris is there with his uncle. We're telling his uncle and everything else. We're getting going. The uh, we're talking about what's going on. So we say, you know, um, we you know I talk with his uncle. We tell him what's going on, and then the then the landlord is there the next time we're there because he's David's just a renter. He's not a landlord. Talked with the landlord. I said, "Hey, this is what we're going to be doing. You know, we have a cop car here. We'll have a production here, and everything else." And and, and I just and, and I guess I don't know where his logic met the pay, you know where the tire met the road on this one, because I told him they were going to have a cop car here, you know, and everything else. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I knew about that." And I told David we're going to have a cop car here, and we have several people here. We have you know ten you know ten people here or so. And I told him about what the story was about. And this was like, "Yeah, it's a pretty production." And then, and then we get there and he's, and he gets on the phone with me and he's screaming at me like, you fucking assholes, you fucking, you know, uh, he, he did the famous line and everything else. He's like, he's like, should I put on some lipstick first? Cause I like, cause I like to be kissed before I'm fucked. Then I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I've never been really told that line before. I've heard it in movies, but I've never been told it. Which, from my point of view, I'm just sitting in the passenger seat of the car next to him. Oh, I'm driving too, by the and way, while I'm doing this. He's not on speakerphone. He's just on a regular phone. And I am hearing the guy clear as day as if it was speakerphone. <laughs> and he's screaming and screaming. And, I, and I'm and I'm a profusely pollen. Yep. Are you hearing this for the first time? Yeah. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> so so I'm profusely apologizing to him. He's like, I had a fucking porta potty, and this and this is what I didn't want to happen because because the, the porta potty guy showed up before I could be there to manage the situation. So I'm trying to manage the situation from the fucking phone, which is impossible as to driving. as I'm driving. Yeah, which is just the best part. You know, best time to deal with a crisis when you're driving with you know twenty thousand dollars worth of fucking equipment in in, in the back seat. Um, uh, and the um. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> just trying to calm this guy down and, and I'm, I'm sorry, you know, like, please let's, uh, let's talk about it. I sorry about the miscommunication, you know, in, in the, in, in retrospect, you know, it, I talked to this guy and, you know, and I, and I told him he was going to have a cop car, a cop car there. And he's like, well, I just thought, you know, this was going to be a few people with an iPhone and everything else filming. And my, my, my cousin, Chris, like jokingly, and I don't think this was, you know, David's fault or anything like that. I think this is a fault of them not, you know, and, and that's the thing is, people outside of the film world don't understand film, period. They just don't. Like, they think that, well, first of all, they either think that it's either a small thing or filmmakers have an unlimited budget that goes down to ever. Like, you know, oh, you're in a film, you can just afford it. I'm like, that's a that's like myth. That's like what I keep saying. Money does not make everything go away. No, no, like, no. You still have a set number that you got to come in under. Correct. And, 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 that's, and that's even beside the point, but it's just this myth that people have about this yet. And in my mind, in retrospect, I'm like, you knew we were going to have a cop car. What made you think this is going to be filmed on an iPhone if we have a cop car? Like, I, I understand, I'm, I'm trying to trace this logic and everything else that you have. You know, like, I thought it was going to be four people with an iPhone. I was like, but we have a cop car, a legitimate cop car. Like, did you really think this was going to be a small production? They, um, uh, you know, and I think he was, you know, and, and, and a lot of that had to do with the porta potties being shown up and being put on his land and not being able to direct it properly, and he was worried about it being sunk into his land. And man, I get that shit. I do. The, um, uh, you know, and, and, and I think that, and, and Chris jokingly said this, and I don't know how much of this is true. It's a joke. You know, he's like, he's like, you know, you know, Uncle David still sees us as kids, and, you know, and he thought it was going to be a kid production. I'm like, no, I'm an adult, and, like, we have a legitimate production. And I think that when this guy met me, you know what, and, and that's an unfortunate part about, you know, about that. And then it kind of comes back to a anger part about my life. I hate being not taken seriously. The, um, uh, you know, and I think in his mind, he really truly thought that I was just some kid. Like, you know, I was just some kid that was going to come here and shoot something and everything else. And then and it wasn't until I arrived, you know, he's like, I just thought this would be, a big, you know, small production. And then we got trucks, you know, coming in and, you know, I got cop cars coming in, people parking over here. And I'm like, I'm like and, and I really thought, like, what did you really think it was going to be? The, um, uh, you know, we had a cop car, like, and we were going to say we we're going to be in the woods and we would probably have a generator. Like, you know, what did you think this was really going to be? And, you know, and we worked it out. We figured it out. You know, I think everything calmed down and everything else, you know, got to know him and, you know, but it, it but it, it was the icing on the cake of all of this. And I'm trying to just, and I'm like, everything is riding on this guy saying yes. Everything. Everything is riding on this guy saying yes. And and I have never got to that level. And, and I apologize, Marcus, because this is probably why you felt Brandon, because a lot of this was coming off of me. The um, uh, And I knew that I have, this is all I thought of when we're, when we're going there. I knew I had, and I'll, and I'll just say this too, we had $6,000 of a budget that was riding on this, that we've already spent money and invested money in. I had a cop car being delivered. I had a porta potty being delivered that we've already spent money on. I have a cast and a crew that are showing up expecting to get in a, in a production. I have costumes that were made, actors that were done. The, um, you know, and our entire investment in this company and our reputation was staking on this one thing. So everything accumulated to that level of peak of stress in that car. And I'm sure no one outside of that 
this little circle. Even Zach didn't really know everything because we kept some shit from him because we needed his focus to be on there. Um, it made me miss the days when I was just acting. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, oh, I, it wasn't in it, but, but I, but that's how much was riding on this with me. Like I knew how fucking important it is. Not to mention too is that how important this production from, from our perspective and an emotional investment in our perspective and things that we, we knew. We knew that there's just some things in life that you can go, well, I walk away from this. And there's just some things too that you know they got to go right. They have to. Like, you know, this is one of those things that you, I, I can't fail at. The, um, and I can't speak for the rest of these guys, but that's, that was probably one of the worst 45-minute uh, car rides that I've ever experienced in my life. I actually had an ulcer. They, um, uh, they, um, and, and that I knew everything was on this, everything was riding on this. And, and then, and, and also too, you know, and God bless Brandon, yeah, you know, who I, took, who took some of that stress away from me, but I had the weight of the world on me. I told you, I knew we could get it worked out if he, cause what I said was if he truly did not want us there, cause he knew we were driving there and he was mad. So if he truly did not want us there, he would have told you on the phone, don't come. But he didn't. So I knew we would have the opportunity to talk to him. We would have the opportunity to clear up any miscommunications. And we did. The, um, we did. But there was, there was a lot of that riding on. And then, you know, and then I... I hope I was able to bring some of that into the performance, man, because... because <laughs> a I A little too what... much... You were red. You were a fucking tomato. Yeah, for half I will. The I will be talking about that a little bit more in yeah, post production. Post production, but uh, but yeah, that was production. But I will say this though, the one of the most expensive things in this in this thing, but it was worth every fucking penny. Was we got a hotel um, for the entire cast and crew about fifteen minutes away, and man, was it perfect. I was so happy to get that because the, it it just put things in a much and by the way, that was another thing going to the next level is having a place for everybody to stay. And, you know, and then but the hotel staff was so, you know, so damn accommodating. They gave me a great rate. And, and also, too, they even said, we're going to even open up breakfast early for your entire cast and crew coming in, you know, from from everything that lady I worked with. And then we also, you know, we some people stayed one night and other people stayed two nights. Actually, I think most people just stayed that one night. And then, you know, I was one of the very few people that stayed you know, the two nights, you know, Brandon did as well. So, you know, I, yeah, it, the, um, so now you get to understand what, you know, what was really going on behind the scenes. So you get a little bit of a, per, a perspective on that. So I apologize if I put anything on you two on the set. I didn't mean I apparently to. owe you an apology. <laughs> Dick. The, um, I, it, so, you know, I'm, I'm curious from Vinny, did you see any of that? Um, no. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, I don't know. I heard you were. I. I. I heard a few people were stressed out here and there, but I. I didn't. He just it's funny it up because to, well, it's a fucking film set, so yeah. That's yeah, you know. I mean, it's just like I just you know did that. I had the. I. I had probably the easy part of some of this. You must have heard about Brandon though, because I do remember you sending me a text. Like yeah, I don't remember. You know, 
Brandon's upset or something. I did. Mean, like Brandon is upset. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't remember. I, I don't know. I don't remember if Brandon was upset. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I'll, I'll admit. I'll, I mean, I'll admit. Um, I I I was so sleep deprived already because I was an idiot and didn't take off work. Uh, I learned the hard way in any future film productions. I'm gonna put in and like actually make sure I have a day or so before it that I'm off and rested because I I I I I, I don't know. For like 24 hours. Oh, I was up for 24 hours technically because of my job, and then us being up till 5 a.m. that first night. I I just I I don't know. Like my brain was in almost like a weird fever state, like fever dream state. I felt like at you some still point. Still gave like, a good performance. That reminds me of when I was on my second ship and I got chosen for a random drug test and the head of security on that ship knew who I was. And when I showed up, he was like, really? They're wasting a random drug test on you? Okay. <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> The oh my yeah no I I remember I'm like no I'm taking that fucking Friday off there's no way in hell I'm going to work and then doing this shit no the, uh, fucking way I'll lose my mind Wes was the one who's decided yeah I'm gonna go to work and then do a steady cam shot I'm like you're insane but all right he did yeah. it he did, he did it. it he, did he it. fucking did it thank you Wes yeah the oh my he, he did it. You know, and we had, um, uh, you know, yeah, we had some great help on the set. And the, um, and the, you know what the funny thing is, the joke that you guys, you guys completely missed, but Sarah and I caught it was uh, was Chris when he was when he was turning on and off the um, uh, the uh, um, the 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 lights. Really? The lights for the for the fucking cop car. Which, by the way, he was sending pictures to his family. His mom texted back, and she's like, "Oh, it's interesting to see Christopher in the front of a police car, <laughs> not in the back." <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, and he's and like literally, it was it was so fucking. But I was literally like, you guys were way over trying to plan the next shot, and I was taking a break. I went after the crafty, and then like Chris was, it was like, "Hey, Chris, you can Chris, you can turn off the thing and everything." And else, I'm walking back to crafty. He rolled. He literally like as I was walking up, he rolled down the window. He's like, "I'm in charge of the wee woos." <laughs> no, I heard that. That shit was hilarious. He's over there playing music and shit, having a good time. The only thing I regret on that set was not getting a picture in the cop car. Got a picture by it, not in it. Well, like, I mean, I, I got a picture. You know, they got a. I think you took the picture yeah, of me I put in the it. Caption: Officer, actor on duty. Yeah, it was like cool. That. The uh, it was cool. The uh, um, I'm actually interested too. To now that we're talking about production, now I got through all my. <laughs> my venting and everything else. I'm here to like. If oh. one, I want to hear some some fun stories from the production. Anything you guys remember that you that you really dug and you know or had a good time with? I know I got a I got a few with Marcus, um, but um, you know I'm very curious to hear from you know you guys about some fun or interesting. During the Steadicam shot, it was just cool having a wireless monitor and being like so far away from the camera, but still being able to see what was happening. I do feel we still need to find better walkie-talkies. Yeah. Um, those things worked half the time. We, there were sometimes where it's just like, I, I just needed to walk over to you guys because I literally could not hear what was being said to me on the walkie-talkie. Same. Yeah. I was just um, like, fuck it. We, we keep going through different iterations of them. You know, this is the second upgrade we've gone through, and, and I don't even know. I think a lot of it had to it do with the earpiece. It's definitely better than... The last walkie-talkies we had. Yeah. I, I still feel like we have a ways to go. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, I really don't have a whole lot to say. It was cool to have Victor running his Grip Electric crew getting the huge 2K light and the huge, like, I think it was a 6x6 um, silk bounce mm -hmm. in the woods as well. 
having generators going. Um, so it was cool to finally being able to oversee that equipment being set up. Yeah, it, was, it was cool. How about you, Zach? Uh, I mean, directing that one take, you know, following literally behind Wes, trying to watch, make sure he doesn't fucking trip. Me and Sarah literally <laughs> diving behind a log and me holding her just so she doesn't fall and whatnot. That was fun. Uh, what else? And then there's also, again, just following Wes and just make sure shit doesn't, like, break his back and whatnot. Oh, dude, I almost I almost broke when I when I looked over, like, because I was doing a lot of looks back and forth. I looked over to my left, and then there's fucking Zach doing, like, the Burt Reynolds on one of the fucking logs like this. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm not going to look that way. The, um, uh, the uh, Zach and I have a thing when we when we uh, when Zach and I make eye contact with each other, every joke that we've ever told to each other comes flooding back. Dude, that's why I was looking that way. Yeah, I was making sure to look in the polar opposite direction of you. I'm like, nah, fuck this. I'm not gonna be the one to screw this up. The um, uh, it was it was really cool to 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 get in that environment and everything else. And man, you know, I I Chris is a goddamn ballerina. The um that fucking axe, you know, that, that pickaxe went perfectly. Like every like every Bam. time we watched it, like I'm like I'm like, can that get any smoother? The um and he's like, no, no, I can't. The um and then also trying to make Lily disappear in the in the post was fun. The um uh, but uh but yeah, being in that in that circle and um uh, and then you know and then I gotta give up props to, to to Vinny, um and he can toss it over in a second, but being able to be totally game to to jump and climb down trees and everything else, which were not safe. And, you know, we made them sign that waiver. And, the uh, you know, we had insurance. We had liability insurance on there. But still, you know, like, it was it was cool to, to work with people in the games. And then also, too, one of his, you know, one of his friends, you know, had driven quite a ways out um, uh, to that. I know one of them, unfortunately, couldn't come out because she was driving from Springfield. But the other one had come out from quite a ways away she as well. She was in the city with us. So oh, she, she, yeah, oh, she okay. tagged along with us, and then, you know, she rested at the hotel, and then when me and him were heading back, we came and grabbed her and brought her back. Oh, okay. All right, fair yeah. enough. The, um, that was oh. Abby, I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She did a great job. Marvelous performance. Yeah, it was it was, it was was really, really cool to um, to, to see all that. And it, um, it was, you know what, it was really fun, and actually um, it felt like Zach's first, the first time I met you guys. And, um, you know, especially when I got to talk to you and you and Zach and especially when I was in the cop car <clears throat> and we were just that God knows if I remember what the fuck we were talking about. But you and I were joking and laughing about about something and everything else. And, you know, and you, you know, and that's and then again, that's that 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 uh, that great touch with being an AD and, and just walking over. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, you, you doing good? You know, are you hanging? The um, and they just, you know, bullshitting about whatever they um, and then Zach and I do. Zach's really Zach's really good about directing me. The um, he knows exactly what he needs to say to me, and I know exactly what I need to say to him. We have a really good relationship that way. The um, and things are easy and they run faster when that happens. So, um, it was cool. It was cool to 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 hang out with that and um, uh, you know, and everybody and everybody seemed to be having a good time. The um, uh, you know, and there seems to be a lot of fun on on the set. Everybody seemed to be pretty on top of things um uh, you know victor seemed very happy to be fucking around with some big boy toys the um uh, you know and um and uh, dennis was was more than happy to bring along you know oh yeah i had to run back to the hotel to go pick him up 
um, uh, and you know, and, and go get him checked into the hotel, and, and just and opening up his the back of his truck and everything else, and seeing all these axes and pickaxes and shit in his back. But he's like, yeah, he's like, you think this is enough? And I'm like, yeah, I think that's enough, Dennis. Begin <laughs> him playing like you know Jenga, moving seats around. We ended up going entirely in his car. Um, and damn, man, does Dennis have energy at three in the morning? Oh, absolutely. The, um, he is a uh, fucking trooper. I am the, so uh, glad we had him on board. The, uh, yeah. himself. He was showing me a machete, and he's like, yeah, this was... Oh, shit, it's not <laughs> <laughs> So, Dennis I likes to... One, yeah. So, Dennis, and I, I love him for this, because he's like me when it comes to this. He will show you it's safe, and then when he finds out it's not safe by showing you that it's safe, he's like, oh, okay, never mind, not that one. <laughs> They, it's uh, just like with guns. He'll like he'll completely dismantle the gun in front of you. It's just like so. Yeah, it's clear. Do you see? Yeah, no, I do. Motherfucker, look. <laughs> Once you to see is a good prop master. Absolutely. Yeah. The um, what was it? Was some good? Uh, you know, what did you? You know, have any good memories or weird memories or? Uh, definitely stuff? weird. It it felt like a strange set because I wasn't sure what to do next, how I could help the most. So that said, I just was just just kept bouncing around to people and figuring out. Okay. So I need to get the hell out of the way here. Okay, I'll go over here and just, okay, but no, they need my help back over here. So it was weird that way, just figuring out what, how to help. And the other thing I remember from that set was just exhaustion, especially driving him back in the morning, that morning. And we're listening to System of a Down for the most part right, the entire just, way there so and like, back. I gotta be, just I gotta like, be awake. Just, just start headbanging right now. Yeah. <laughs> The um, uh, yeah, you know what? Just talking about metal and shit. It's just like, yo, you saw Dr- you saw Johnny pulled back in '93. Cool. Um, I slept so good those two nights. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're so happy for you. The, um, uh, I you slept know, good when it was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me, me, me. Uh, yeah, but also too, I had to. Um, uh, I forgot my contact solution. Um, uh, to bring it, so I had to go to Sam's Club at five in the morning with the with the rental car that charges me whatever uh, you know amount of mileage you know per mile to go buy some fucking contact solution at five in the morning, dead to the world. The um, was fun. You know what's something though? I really enjoyed the drive back because Brand Brand and I were the calmest we had been the entire <laughs> week. <laughs> we were both like, like, hey man, you want to you want to go get you want to go get lunch? Go do that. <laughs> we just, we just like, and then uh, we literally fucking dead to the world. Like literally, just like, and, and, and we we literally just sat at some outdoor place because it was really nice out that, that day. And we parked the van and like on the border of Wisconsin, and we're like, we're like, yeah, yeah, this, this is cool. The um, uh, um, and then my favorite part, of course, is getting the the the, the photo. The um uh, the uh, the after set photo that we always yeah. get the um uh, it's still the cop car. yeah in front of the cop car that always is the best the um uh, you know and then yeah go ahead we got home and post production started yeah but hold on real quick before we get to that I wanna I wanna give Vinny a, a, a shot real quick too to uh, talk about any any fun memories or any fun stuff from the production that you remember um for yeah for me it's mostly just uh, mm-hmm. I mean a lot of it was uh, it was kind of crazy. Uh, you know, being out all night, I hadn't, I hadn't really pulled an all night around a production like that before. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was, uh, it was, it was a interesting ride. Um, and I, I don't know. My sleep was very strange and surreal for those day or two. But I don't know. It was kind of a fun way to just spend uh, two days and everything, and in between it for me, for me, in between everything. I, I again, I, I didn't have that much to be responsible for so actually i liked hanging out hmm. with you and dennis at the hotel yeah i mean out. you know we just hung out during the day and enjoyed stuff then hmm. and 
and uh, looking at other things and other film stuff and that. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a project slash little getaway mm. for a day or two. And then, you know, we just, you know, other than that, um, I will say I was glad performance-wise to be able to get the smallest mask, um, I think, uh, ultimately, because... I, d- I don't know was that on purpose or not or whatever. I believe I, I just felt like that. I was able to. I felt like I was able to probably bring more expressions. No, I know um, I through that. I believe so. I chose everybody's masks individually. Like I believe the yeah. the easiest mm. ones were you. Yeah, no, I chose everybody's mask. Like I remember Good. picking it out pretty easily. Mm. I'm just like based on characters, looks, and uh, roles. I was just like, you get this one, you get this one, Dennis, you get the cool one. And the um, uh, the gigantic <coughs> fucking the, antlers the, that he found in his backyard. Mm-hmm. I remember when he sent us a picture of those antlers like the night before. I'm like, holy shit, yes, bring those. <laughs> mm. God. I remember too, um, uh, and I kind of wish Sarah was here um, because apparently there was a whole other comedy sketch going on on the walkie talkies that we knew nothing about. The um, uh, you know, Sarah was running a whole thing with Chris and with Wes and with you know a bunch of other people. The oh yeah, dude, it was it was a lot of sixty nine jokes and everything else. Dude, like Wes, I like I, I remember Sarah told me it was just, like the first mm-hmm. thing he did that night. Guess where my phone battery's at? And Sarah just deadpan goes, 69? <gasps> How did you know? It's you, Wes. Cause it's, it's you. Because <laughs> you're you. The, um, uh, yeah, apparently they, they, they were, you know, they, like Sarah had never, you know, she felt like she was at work, like with the walkie-talkies. So she was just fucking around with uh, with Chris. Chris, you know, turn on the lights right now. The, and he's like, no. The, um, uh, they just, you know, a... Hey, I'm glad that they had to have some fun. And I know that the, the cult members were joking around with each other, like doing, doing a bunch of crazy shit. Yeah. The, um, and I know that they needed a whole, like, you know, the whole mask was like like one of the, you know, Vegas showgirls, you know, giant fucking masks. They had to, like, do people take that off of fucking Dennis's head. The, um, uh, the, uh... That was fucking hilarious. The, uh, I need, I, I, I need some mask assistance. I need some mask assistance. The, um, uh, fucking two people, because we're so, we did not want to break it because it was so fucking cool. I was, so, I was like, it was if so cool. breaks this, I'm going to be insanely pissed. Dude, and that was one thing, too. Like, you know, like, Dennis was working up up until, like, the, the, the last possible second for those masks. Yeah. I think, like, did we... Dennis was one of those, he's like, don't worry, it'll get done. And it's just like, all right, I and trust do we, and we, Dude, we were... We, and he was actually sending us updates. He's like, don't worry, it'll get that. Here's some updates. Like, yeah. You're sending us updates. That's more than most people are doing right now. Uh, yeah. yeah. I would say Dennis and the people who made the patches were the only ones during pre-production that actually were like... On par and on well, schedule. Dude, with us. Lori over at CP Apparel is 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 fucking fantastic. Yeah. She's you know, and I told her and I and I was I was fucking just terrified. I called her on like I know we meet networking wise on like that Wednesday before and and she wasn't in that networking bed. I'm like fuck. So I literally had to call her on Monday. And I'm like Lori, I need these done. Like you know, I I can't do anything until this is done. Like she's like. It's like you know what? Hold on. Let me get in touch with the um, the the our um, actual embroidery guy, and and she said, okay, hold on, you know. And she called me up the next day, and she's like, she's like, if you can get them here this afternoon, I will make sure that they're done by Friday morning. They um and they fucking were, they um. Uh, God. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy thing. Anything else on the production side? You know, any other f- fun things you can production, catch? Production, like I said, for the most part, it went really smoothly. Other than a few tiny hiccups, you know, us potentially destroying Wes's back, but it's Wes; he'll be fine. Uh, yeah. It's interesting trying to get the right cop light pattern for his close up. 
Because remember, the, yeah, uh, those the, were the real, a little the, weird. Yeah, the real cop lights looked weird on camera for that angle, so we had to use one of David's little aperture lights. To... Thank God he yeah. had those. Those yeah. were nice. Oh, and a big cool. The oh yeah, they were. They um and a big shout out to those those neighbors that I think it was Brandon and me or Zach and me. No, it they was me and you. Yeah, they walked up to them on one of the pre-productions. They were like, hey, just so you know, you know, the cops aren't really here. You know, we're gonna be doing a production. The um, it's kind of I'm kind of like as much as the. Stress was getting to me. I'm kind of a little upset that they didn't swing by because they actually said it'd be really cool to get pictures with the cult members and everything else. I was like, I would love that. They were gonna bring over like their kids and shit, like to, to see the set and they and I'm like and I'm like, oh, that would have been that would have been cool. Take pictures and Honestly, everything. Else. Part of me is just like, I don't care. I'm just glad everything went well. Yeah. yeah Any yeah. other distractions, I would have been like. <laughs> Yeah, another distraction. The um, and of course, this is all in retrospect. Yeah, Post production. Yay! Um, you guys can, you can get into more detail about post-production, that. Post production, it was long, but I mean, for the most part, it was simple. It was mainly one, just trying to get everybody together to review the damn thing. Hey, Zach, how about those lights? Fuck you. <laughs> so, as you know, there was a boating slash lake area right behind the forest. So, as we're getting the shot, there's little speckles of light in the background. And I had to mask all those out into fucking vigilly. And here's the thing that pisses me the fuck off. Every time I'd mask one, somehow, someway, two more would pop up. It's like fucking cockroaches. You get rid of one, you mask another. You, you get rid of one, me, you get masked. Two more will take my place. It's like, seriously. I literally didn't finish until the night before release. I'm just like, fuck, motherfuckers. <laughs> Dude, like, that's, like, okay, so just a, just a little bit of background on post and everything else. The um uh, the uh, like we have a tradition literally where where Zach will show us the cut and we'll make our notes and then he'll go in the other room and then Brandon and I watch the movie and then all we can hear from the other side of the door is motherfucker <laughs> and we go oh well I guess he's fixing it. This was in a way probably my most challenging post production because like for the most part in terms of what I do I'm just like our colorist. Um, but this was the most challenging for me because episode one, we actually did no color grade for episode one. We just put not the, a damn thing. We just put the LUT on and it was like, we're releasing it. We don't have time to do color grading. It's it, it's going. Um, <laughs> we don't need the good. We just need it by Thursday. Episode two, I mostly just did some quick contrast adjustments. There was really only one shot where I did a lot of work on just to make it match the other shots better. But for the most part, that one was very quick. Three was the first time where we actually did a full-on proper color grade. And, of and course, it I, worked. And, of course, I've also learned a few things since then. I've also learned a few things since doing this one as well. So yeah. episode five will probably be even better in terms of color. Cool. Um, but the two real stories I have are, one, I was always so concerned on is the image writing the line that I wanted to be on or did we go too dark or if I add some brightness to it am I going too bright and revealing something we don't want to reveal so this was a so like I was very concerned about watching it on every screen and yeah. possible screen we can because like we don't know because like I calibrate my screen nobody, nobody else, does. else does yeah so it's and, like does it still look good on other screens yeah and then there was also the hard choice of like deciding between which one take we wanted to go yep. with because it's like at the end of the day we narrowed it down to essentially our very last take and one of the and i think it was like take, take three. two or th well was three here's the thing take two was technically like a fuck up in the beginning so mm -hmm. that was really like our second real take okay so yeah it was like those were the best ones absolutely other than each of them had their own like strengths yeah. and weaknesses so it was like 
which one do we want to go with? Which one do we like better for this reason? Which one do we like better for that reason? So this is the first time I've ever had to separate it. The in my head, the um, uh, the um, I never, um, and actually I was surprised on how easy that was. The um, uh, the um, I knew um, it was easy to take off the actor hat and put on the producer hat. And you still got paranoid as fuck so many times. Well, like, do they? Oh my god, is this this bad? Is this? It's just like Mark, you're fucking fine. There is one thing we lost in post production regarding that take that I kind of wish we still had it, but we're the only ones that know it's there that it was there. So it's it had something to do with showing your face at a certain moment in one yeah, of the takes. Yeah. Um, one of the takes. Yeah. One so. of the takes that we really liked and we just we just couldn't use it. Yeah. The, um, it was one it was it sucked from a performance standpoint. It was um that was the hard. That was the hardest one. Yeah. That was the one time that but it was really hard. We to are the only ones that knew that it was missing. Oh well, no! Everybody yeah. else does. Good job. Guys. Well, I mean, it's we're talking about the making of. We can talk about exactly, stuff now. exactly. Um, and then, so yeah, I, I was constantly worried about: did we go too dark, or if I brighten it up, am I going too bright? And then, one skill I've learned in color grading since episode three is actually isolating skin tones. Um, so that way I can just make the actors look the best they can. So this was the night of Mark's big stress. Um, so in color grading, there are four different monitors you can use um, for different reasons. But for the purpose of this story, there's one called the vector scope. And what that is, it's basically a circle that represents the spectrum of color. And over here you have like red and then there's like the cyans, the blues, the yellows, so on and so forth. It represents the color wheel. And then on that, there are all these dots. Each dot represents a pixel in your image and you can actually see how the color is spread out and how much of a certain color and how saturated the color is and all that. Um, on the vector scope, there is something called the skin tone indicator which is just a line that represents where human skin tones are. I knew you were going to get Yeah. Um, just get to the point. <laughs> yeah. So when I was isolating his skin tone for one of his close-ups, um, and it's like as you isolate it, it literally just show, like I basically crop the image so there's just a black void around the image except for the color I want to look at and when I'm looking at his skin tone so the skin tone indicator is right here and every pix pixel on his face was all the way over here in the red area nowhere near where regular human skin tones are I, you were legitimately an apple. No, yeah. he wasn't an apple. He was a fucking tomato. He's Italian. Get it right. Dude, I, I kind of, like, nothing would have made me happier at that point than to do, like, the ASL challenge and have somebody dump fucking ice on me or have, or stick my head in, in a fucking Luckily, ice bath. I learned some skills and said skills do pay the bills. <laughs> um, and I was able to make you look human again. The, oh, thanks. The, uh, my sure shit didn't feel human at that point. It was so fucking red. I'm, lo I'm literally looking at the shots and I'm like, Brandon? You're welcome. <laughs> Can you fix this? I don't want to fix this. <laughs> that was my words. I'm like, I don't want to. 
the um uh, you know it was uh um it was crazy it was it was a crazy thing um uh, <laughs> I was so fucking mad that day it was it was you know when it, when you're that upset it's really hard to to to, to change your skin tone at that point so <laughs> tis what it is um and fucking then the other awesome thing about post production is we got Rob to do the music that was my yes fucking part he was so nice and easy to work with like actually getting somebody to compose instead of me having to go through audio blocks or like that music it was like it's Brennan, what's 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 day. his what's his name because i can't sure shit thank you wow bam zach's got it on on point zach's learning the uh yeah, it's your turn. yeah hey, uh, that's not gonna happen yeah, rob benny of cucurbitophobia the uh, yeah, i was very happy that we were so able happy. to work with rob and dennis for this because those are two people that we met at the horror conventions yeah, yeah, we had Rob over at uh, the New, New Jersey, Jersey and then we met Dennis over at, at that. History. Yeah. And dude, Rob is, is so fucking cool. We've yeah. had him on twice. The um, I, you know, and he's actually, um, uh, he did um, one of the musics for a Christmas special I did for Horror Facts of the Day. Um, I used one of his songs uh, yeah. for it, uh, which is really cool. He's insanely talented. Absolutely. It's, it's retarded how talented he is. The um, uh, I'm happy we were able to work with the cast and crew full of people that we've known since before the beginning of this company and I'm oh, happy yeah. that we were also able to work with two other horror creators that we would never would have met if not for Midwest Horror Network and going I to always, these horror yeah we've always oh, said we're yeah. devoted to the production innovation um, education. education and community of the horror genre gotcha. and so it's yeah I feel we really stayed true to the community like never before absolutely and you know and, and it was it's a, you know and that's the great part about it is it, it feels like it's it's so easy to step into that you know all the other you know that's the one thing i don't it, like and i always joke like you know uh, like it, when we're planning our crew schedule like we don't even think about it like you know like it, it we're like we skip down to like stuff that like it may be sound that we need like you know but everybody else we're like yeah like you know marcus ad you know like we don't even discuss it it's already there the it's already done the uh, and that's and that's the great part is that we have all these people that we can Just count making on. Making sure everybody's available. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's of course the. Yeah, you know, because you know, we decided to plan episode two on Easter like a bunch of fucking morons. And it was a Jewish holiday and, and a Muslim holiday. And a Muslim holiday. <laughs> the um. I'm uh, surprised we even got that one done just based off those merits. I'm like, shit. People are willing to do it. To. Oh, we did. I'm we surprised did. there wasn't a fucking full With moon that night. We had to. Yeah, otherwise we wouldn't have been able to shoot it for three. No, two, two months. months. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you had several different productions yeah. after the fact. He had, had a feature he was working on plus Masterclass. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The, um, and visiting uh, family. But, um, Even more. Yeah, post was, you know, was you know, was a lot of different edits to go through. But, you know, the funny thing is it just didn't seem like any different from any other process. It was us watching it over and over again and, you know, and on the big screen on our phones. Me and, going through painstaking efforts to make sure the sound is good because I had to sound design this one entirely from scratch because we had a generator in the background. So I knew I'm not using scratch audio this time. That's for damn sure. The, um, and I know that, um, and also too, uh, was this the first time that Wes didn't have anything? Yeah, Wes didn't notice any foot like other than sound problems, which I'm just like, of course those are gonna be there. I'm just, he's just like, yeah, dude, there's no visual weirdness. I don't see Marcus's jeans in I, one shot. Oh, no, no, I don't no, see I'm a boom Marcus. Mic. No, no, Marcus's hairy legs in the shot because that's how I knew it wasn't I'm me. Not going, for your sake, I'm not going to say what it was because this really didn't happen. What? Nothing happened. This time, Justin and I were actually the Wes. 
Ah. No, I looked at that shot. It wasn't even a thing. The only problem was it's so dark that it doesn't look like anything's happening. But if you look at the original shot, there was movement. Either way, in the final shot that we saw in the rendered version, you understand why we said what we had to say. I still think it was stupid, but whatever. Fair enough. The um, uh, but yeah, that that uh, <laughs> Marcus, I was so happy when they when they came back. Um, that 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 shot from uh, from uh, episode three. When somebody in the background in the bathroom was showing somebody, and, that, and, and he's like, "I was like, oh, it's shorts. It wasn't me. The uh, I was wearing jeans that day. It was Marcus. <laughs> the um, uh, yeah, he was able to black that. I was nice and easy. But um, oh, of course, I can fix anything. Almost anything. No, the, I uh, can fix anything. The, it's just uh, how much time and money you want to put into it. That's true. The um, that is always so very true. But yeah, this was a um, this is a pretty clean process with the exception of a large amount of color grading and a large amount of removing lights removing lights and sound design that was really it other and than that editing it was fucking simple as shit because most of it is one take anyways you got a hell of a skill for fucking sound design it works it works from that perspective it, uh, you know you have a really strong thing well i got tired of other people fucking up their sound so i decided i want mine to be good the, in the um, and i think you learn a lot from episode two specifically because that that had amazing sound design in there no i just had a good sound design teacher thanks andy you're a badass there you go the um I, so um but yeah that's that's all I really had to say for for post nice. the um uh, so yeah you had cursed did you didn't you the, you um, fat piece of shit go fuck yourself the um uh, you know so I I do you know now that we're done if there's anything else in and post you know I wanted to um get uh, I actually wanted to get Hannah's perspective because she was just as a you know as a viewer of this you know she wasn't involved in almost any of this so I'm curious to see what your perspective is now that you've heard all the all the uh, Mark the, just the, wants his is. ego stroked even no, more. no 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 not at all not at all I, want to, I, just, I definitely want to hear what your perspective is hearing all the the craziness that went on behind the scenes um well you hit it well I mean I would have never known that there was all that craziness behind the scenes you know I think one of the things I could say like you mentioned earlier you you plan ahead a lot which I think is why it was so successful because in spite of all those little things that gathered up you were able to just get the point out and what you wanted to do and it, it was a great episode i mean it was really in my opinion probably the most eerie episode i've seen of them so far i'll take it really good suspense very mm -hmm. nice the, um, and what about you Vinny? you know kind of hearing these a lot of these stories that you kind of heard a little bit about but not as yeah. much um, you know, I, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's called life of making a film, you know, kind of film work, you know, it's, it's just what it is, you know, it's just things happen, sometimes things don't happen, and, um, you know, but I think it all worked out for the best, and uh, I'm just, you know, glad it came out smoothly, and it looks like a good product, so I'm excited to see what the general audience and everybody's going to have to say about it. Nice, nice, the Elma. So and then um, and then Marcus, you know what you know what are your uh, you know I, I guess this is kind of shocking enough to, to final thoughts at this point, but it is final thoughts. Yeah, you know, yeah. but so what do, what do you think, man? What do you, you know now that you know a lot of these <laughs> a lot of the crazy stuff, you know the whole story now. So you know, what are your final thoughts on this? You guys should be proud. You put obviously put a ton of work into it. Um, your pre-production was spectacular. I mean, I, I usually try to help with pre-production, and you guys didn't. I don't think I did much with pre-production on this one. You guys are like, no, you were laser focused and. Came off well. Yeah. Zach. We did it. <laughs> is this the first time Zach did not have squirrels? No. Final thoughts? I, I think it is. Brandon, I'm going to stab you in the jugular. Get it over with. You want me to stab, my, stab myself in the jugular? Yes. Uh, later. Um, 
Yeah, I'm really proud of this one. Um, we did a lot of things that we'd never done before. We didn't think um, possible. Used a lot of equipment we never used before. Mm. Um, dealt with a lot of stresses we'd never seen. Oh no, I knew that we'd... was possible. I no, just didn't just think we'd get to it this The early. types of stresses that we never thought we would. Um, and yeah, and like we said earlier, it's this is an episode that there are people who told us we would never be able to do it. But and we here said, we are. fuck you. This is it. my final thoughts. And here we are, and we did it. <laughs> oh my. I have a lot of uh, feelings, Brandon, so I need you to just accept <laughs> Zach just said he has feelings. The uh, I admit it, he admitted it. Yay! Uh, he admitted that on his own free will. Yes, he did. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's gonna make it into the final product. The uh, anyway, so I am incredibly proud and of of everyone. I I couldn't be fucking luckier to be surrounded with amazing people, amazingly talented people, and passionate people um, who give a shit about something. And this is kind of uh, you know in the same vein of the Facebook post that I wrote, but. You know, this started with, you know, with Zach, um, Brandon, and myself, you know, just saying, hey, we want to make something cool. You know, we're tired of waiting on other people and we wanted to, you know, we, we knew, you know, and I, I think I said this to Zach and I, think I said this to Brandon at the very beginning. I was like, we're incredibly talented guys that are just sitting and fucking wasting away right now. The, and we have a lot of other people around us that are wasting away that are incredibly talented and are not using them. You know, we're not in, you know, we, nothing's going on, you know, nothing happening, you know, and we have to do, the, we have to take the responsibility and do it ourselves because nobody else is going to do it for us. Um, and, and that's the day that we decided to do this. And, and it's amazing to see what it's become and what it continues to be and continues to surprise the hell out of me. And it's amazing what you can do when you say, nah, I'm going to do that. And you stay to your fucking convictions and you say, stay the course, stay the course. And you say, we're going to do this. And you trust the people around you that are talented and they can do the things that you can't do. And, but also work well as a team together to get the job done and be around great people that, you know, are also amazing and talented, but also great people. And it makes it a lot easier the, uh, to do it. And it's fucking fun. I know. And this is the last sentence I'll say. How many fucking people can honestly say that, they do, that they're doing what they love to do? Not many. Not many at all. We're doing it. And I'll just ride the curtails of that real quick. If you are a filmmaker out there, low budget, no budget, if you do feel something is out of your reach, don't approach it that way. Just break down whatever idea I have and what do I actually need to pull off this idea. It may take a while to get those things, but as long as you keep at it, you can do it, and we are living proof of that. Yeah. yeah. No pun intended. The, uh, Brandon, take us out. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nightmares Podcast. You can listen to all previous episodes of the Nightmares Podcast wherever podcasts are available. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media at Midwest Horror Network on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and... Slasher. <laughs> Zach is having an, ex an existential crisis. Um, uh, the, yeah, uh, now they have to confront the fact that he has feelings. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh.
I'm going to confront your face with my knife. They, uh, uh, and the camera's back to me. Um, the less violent area. If, um, <laughs> if, if you can be so awesome, uh, if you are checking out this YouTube, uh, this video on YouTube, uh, to stab that like button, smash that subscribe, and click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content right here on MHN. And guess what? Part of that amazing content is the episode that we just talked about that we will put a link in the description below because we want to make sure that you check out the awesome episode and then come back to this, you know, so you don't, you're not spoiled about it. So thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Nightmares Podcast. We will see you next time. Bye, guys.